Right, so let's get to the actual homily here. I was um, reflecting as, as I look through the readings for this week on St. John Paul II. St. John Paul II would always speak about our modern uh, culture as a culture of death. But he would contrast that to what he called the civilization of life and love. And that stuck in my mind as I went through these readings today. Because, you know, in our first reading, we have God saying to the prophet Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. We see there, not just for the prophet Jeremiah, but for every human life, that we have such great value, such great dignity, because God... Before we were ever even created, God knew us. God loved us. And so our dignity as a human person comes not from our heritage or our abilities or our quality of life, but because we are made in the image and the likeness of God. Life. Life is this great value. Now on our second reading, you can probably see where I'm going here, is love. St. Paul, speaking in his great uh, teaching to the Corinthians about the greatness of love, which he calls the greatest of all the spiritual gifts, without which nothing else is worth anything. So there you have it, life and love. And then what do we see in the gospel? We see the people of Jesus' hometown, to whom he is preaching the good news of the kingdom, become so offended by what he says that they want to kill him. That they want to throw him off the hill on which their city is built. What is that? It is the culture of death. Right? It's not just a modern phenomenon. It's something that has always been around in one form or another. And so as I was kind of looking at that standoff, that face-off in the readings between the culture of death and the civilization of life and love, I, I found myself asking, what is the basic Difference, the kind of most fundamental difference between these two attitudes, these two ways of life. And I think we can understand that if we take a moment to put ourselves in the shoes of these people from Nazareth. There they are. They're, they're, this is someone from their own hometown now who's a, kind of a famous preacher, and they're gathered to hear the word of God, and they're expecting something, right? They're expecting something exciting and revealing and eye-opening. But what they hear, basically, is Jesus saying, when God wanted to work his great miracles through his prophets, he didn't do it through you because your faith is so pathetic, because he is so disappointed in how you break the covenant all the time. Instead, he worked his great miracles through Gentiles, through these people who really don't even know who he is. And understandably, they got their feelings pretty hurt by that. I mean, I think anybody would. That is a hard pill to swallow. But at the same time, they knew that Jesus didn't just make up these examples of the widow of Zarephath and, uh, you know, Naaman the Syrian. These are, these are facts that we know happened. That's what really happened with the prophets. And so here's the dynamic. Here's the dynamic that came to my mind is the dynamic between our emotions, reality, and our reason. Because, see, at this moment, 
the people of Nazareth have a choice because that's how we're made as, as in the image and likeness of God. We use our reason to make decisions, to make choices. They can either go through the very difficult process of conforming their feelings, their emotions to reality, or they can instead say, the way that I feel is the thing that's most real. Everything else has to be conformed to that, and anything that doesn't conform to that, I reject. And that's what they do in the end. They, they don't want to hear the truth so much that they reject truth himself. They, they decide to kill him, to destroy him, because they don't want to hear the truth. And that, my friends, is the fundamental dynamic of the culture of death. I think we have all seen it recently in the media with, uh, for example, the Covington Catholic boys. Even after all the facts were out there, there were still people saying and doing things that were so hateful and irrational. Why? Because they're not acting off of what is reasonable, what is factual, but out of how they feel. On the other hand, we just saw the the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who just legalized abortion through all three trimesters of pregnancy, which is a far worse thing to do than whatever the Covington Catholic boys were ever accused of anyway. But you won't find any uh, pro-life groups out there saying, threatening the governor of New York, or saying we should burn down the governor of New York's house. Or if there is people saying those kinds of things, shame on us. Because whenever we give in to this this dynamic of conforming reality to our feelings, we are becoming part of the culture of death. Not saying, I disagree with that, but saying, if you don't feel the same way that I feel, you are a bad person. That is the dynamic of the culture of death. Now, on the other hand, the dynamic of the culture or the civilization of life and of love is the opposite. It is the dynamic of taking our emotions, as difficult as that is sometimes, and making the decision, using our reason, to conform our feelings to reality. St. Paul, of course, is very helpful in our second reading today as he talks about love. And what does St. Paul say about love? He doesn't say, love is what makes you feel great all the time. Love is what makes everything easy in life. Love is never having to say you're sorry. No, he doesn't say any of those kinds of things. What does he say? He says, love is not rude or boastful. Love endures all things and bears all things. Love rejoices in the right. Does love make us feel good sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, love makes us feel great sometimes. But other times, if we're really going to love somebody, we have to go through hell almost. And so we see, as uh, St. Thomas Aquinas sums it up very succinctly, that what love really means is to will the good. To will the good of another person, to will the good of ourselves, which often means taking our feelings and connecting them to reality in a way that is difficult in a way that is painful. And that is why we come here every Sunday to church, here where we encounter life himself, love himself, truth himself, as Jesus comes to us in word and sacrament. And if we, the people of God, will go through that process of using our God-given reason to take our emotions and our feelings, which are good in themselves, but sometimes get out of hand, 
and subjecting them to reality, subjecting them to Jesus Christ, who is the most real thing, real person in the universe, then we will truly be part of the civilization of life and love. And in the end, we will defeat the culture of death because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead, is Lord of life, and he has already won the victory over the culture of death. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.